for another issue. Here we are, we're actually dialing in another issue of uh, Beauty and Business and we have Brian Santos today with us. Hi Brian. Hi Elle. Great to be here again. Yeah, great to have you. We know our audience adore having you and your wisdom and your insights. So thank you once again for offering us your time. Um, I wanted to speak with you today about adding value. I think that that's um, in our industry, you know, the industry over the years, over the decades that I've been involved with it has tried out so many things and uh, and still is. But one of the things that I think is a key is really key, it's really essential for a salon owner to truly uh, be committed to is adding value. And uh, what, are you, how, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think um, adding value is actually more of a mindset than anything, at least it, from the way I see it, um, in the sense that what, what you do or what you give to people needs, needs to really add value to the customer or the client that you're serving. So really it means that you're thinking about your customer um, as a result of what you're doing or what you're doing is going to impact on your client in a certain way. So it's, it's really, um, at least the way I see it, it's a mindset. It's a mindset shift. And so from what you do in terms of your service through to how you market or what you're marketing uh, uh, needs to needs to be adding value to who you're you're speaking to. Yeah, I love that, and I you know I'm always I always love that foundational kind of uh, thinking, Brian. Which is it really is true. You know, a lot of the time when we look at value adding, we think oh it's about what we're going to offer, what we're going to give. But first, it actually comes back to what we value. Right. And for right. me, like I was um, I was thinking about this earlier today. It's like you know. All of us, we have to really, when we're building a brand and a brand of distinction, a brand of the future, which the brands of the future are totally different to the brands of the past. I mean, you know, we're, we're stepping into a whole new era in this, in our world and, and we can't pretend and, you know, bury our heads in the sand and not, not really consider the change that's occurring through the internet, through YouTube, through, through Instagram and Facebook. I mean, we are, we are absolutely as salon owners really, really confronted with this constant and continuous um, change and so you know it's so important when we're building uh, healthy thriving successful truly successful brands of the future we have to start now and what's really really important is to look at what um, our values are and and from that that's the mindset I mean how do what do what do we want to offer the people in our lives that are aligning themselves with our brand you know what what is it that is meaningful to us how do we want to impact their lives how do we want to um, how do we want them to feel uh, after they've actually been in contact with our message with our brand and uh, and how do we want to add value to their lives you know and and I think that sometimes in the industry we stop at oh well I make them feel good they leave and they they look in the mirror and they feel so happy but you know we can't just build a brand on just that. Uh, wouldn't you agree? Totally. Um, and and it's such it's such an important concept to to understand because if if you get it and you actually implement it throughout your business and actually throughout what you do, uh, honestly, it will change your business. It'll change the type of customers that come to you, the yeah. quality of customers that absolutely. come to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It really will. It really will, because because it, it, you're starting to care about the customer coming from their point of view, um, you know. And it's just, like I said, it's it's changing your mindset and, and how you shift. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example, right? Uh, an accountant, an accountant is 
you know, with respect to the accountants who may or may not be listening, uh, you know, or at least if you're, you know, married to one or know of one, um, I love accountants. I, I work with accountants all the time, but at the end of the day, what they do isn't the most exciting thing, right? I mean, how many of you think of an accountant and think, yes, you know, what a lifesaver, right? <laughs> Um, <laughs> but if you think about it, and I've worked with a lot of accounts and a lot of their clients, a lot of small business, small to medium-sized businesses, but they are genuine lifesavers. And the reason is because they're either and and literal lifesavers. Because I've seen businesses who are who are you know in really bad situations because of tax liabilities or or you know uh, bad money situations. And a good accountant can get yourself, can get you out of uh, most of those situations. Uh, and if they can, they can literally change your life. And you know, most of the most of those business owners that I've seen who've been in really, really tough situations, it's affected their lives, affected their 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 home life, their you know, their wife, or their their husband, and their and their kids. It's it's affecting literally their lives. And uh, when an accountant, a good accountant, can help you in your business. They can literally save your life, and you have to, right? You have to think of about your service like that too. I know it sounds dramatic, but you know it might be to the extent where, you know, your clients really okay. You're you're making them feel good, but what what is what does that mean? Like what 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 are you actually doing? Okay, it might be that they're you're making them feel good because. You know, it's it's their way of getting self confidence back every month that they come and see you. It's a, it's a way of making them feel good about themselves and kind of reiterating uh, um, their self worth. I, I, I don't know. Like, it, I mean, that's up to you to to kind of delve into and maybe even start to to dig a bit deeper with your clients and and you know and even you know through the products that you sell in your own salons as well. I mean, what does it do? What is it? doing to their lives how is it adding value to their lives yeah Um, you know what i get from what you were saying about the accountant like that accountant an accountant like that and not all accountants are like that and i can say that without being concerned about the audience yeah (laughs) that's correct yeah so when you find an accountant that is so exceptional they become an essential part of your world because um a a fantastic accountant is all about safety for your family and for your business and they become indispensable i mean i think that's what you're talking about and i'm loving exactly. this this, this exactly. beautiful beautiful uh, issue that we're you know we're going to be sharing with everyone because what i'm hearing over and over in my mind as i'm listening to you speak is indispensable indispensable so it's it's almost like you know when when you're building a brand of distinction and and this is what the true brand distinction is really built on the original program that uh, toby and i uh, wrote uh which we share with of course all of our, our brand ambassadors our licensees salon owners whatever you'd like to call them them. Um, this is what it's built on and, and it really is about the brands of the future. Every single salon owner needs to actually stop and listen to this because this is just too important and it's no longer going to be enough that a salon does a good service 
um, you know, people are wanting more. Women are changing. The world is changing, and they're asking for more and more and more. And uh, and it's really important for every single salon to salon owner to really consider what is the the true value of their brand. Because you know, you're building a brand whether you know it or not. Every single moment of your life when you're in a in a business, doesn't matter what the business is. So it's really significant to to look at that and to to consider what lights your fire, what puts your soul on fire you know what ignites you and if you find out what that is then you'll know what it is that you want to actually how you want to impact the lives of others it almost has to be something that is just uh, so extraordinary for you in your life and you want to continue to share to give it to pass it on and and this takes contemplation it takes reflection it may even take sitting with a mentor and really considering what that is but until you actually find that it's really really difficult to to start thinking about value adding because you know it's almost like what 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 adds value to your life and uh, you know it, it could be giving it could be making people feel beautiful so obviously in this industry it's you know there's so many different things but I think that it, it really is about not just providing a service anymore it's about becoming in, um, indispensable and and I think that that is you know what excites me you know when I think of how you know what it is that I do every day what is it that I offer every day to uh, all of our, our beautiful salon owners um, for me it's about offering Offering them um, all the really impacting their lives, changing their lives, uh, allowing them to think differently, to to wake up to to a belief that's been limiting them, or to to be touched or moved so that they can move in a more powerful or meaningful way in their salons, in their businesses. Like that, actually, you know, really, really, um, just it just inspires me. And uh, to know that I have that reach is really just so beautiful and fantastic. And I just want to pour that in and continue to pour that in to each and every salon owner that that's there for me to, you know, that is that's listening really. Um, so I really love that example because an accountant is directly connected to our finances, you know, and that's a pretty big thing because that brings up a lot of our survival issues and, and all of those things. So it's really exciting to, to hear that, Brian. I love that analogy and that example. It's fantastic. So how do we go about looking at, um, you know, a lot of people in the industry discounts or, you know, a lot of uh, salons stepped into Groupons and all kinds of things. And yep. of course, you know, that's the, what we're talking about is the absolute very opposite of that. We're talking about adding value rather than taking, you know, giving people more for, um, how would I explain it, discounting our services yep. and then discounting yep. our value. I mean, what mm -hmm. we're doing is we're saying, hey, we're really valuable and, <laughs> yeah. and we don't need to discount because we're yep. offering so much value. Um, how, yeah. do you, how do you see that? Sure. So, so the, discounting isn't necessarily a, a bad thing. It's just it, it's bad uh, in, in the sense that it's diminishing, in my opinion, like... It, Take for example Bunnings or um, a hardware store. They they that's their strategy is is the lowest price guaranteed, right? And that doesn't mean that discounting is a bad thing for them. They make millions and millions of dollars, but that's their strategy. Uh, but in service-based businesses like ours, you know, if we rely on our our service, our quality of service is better, and that's what we're saying is why we're different. 
anybody can say that. In fact, everybody does. I mean, how, how many people actually say, oh, no, we give second-rate service, all right? No, no one. Everyone says that they give the best service or the best outcome for, for you as a client. So really, again, if you think about it from the customer's point of view or the prospect's point of view, why why should they come to you? And um, And it might be discounting, but that's not necessarily the best way, especially if you're trying to build a brand uh, or at least a quality uh, a quality brand. And if you're part of uh, Browse Secrets International, you're obviously joining uh, Elle and what she does because you're trying to create a, a quality product and service. So I imagine you're not trying to create a cheap and, uh, and, and cheerful type of brand. So if you're not trying to create a cheap and cheerful type of brand and you're really wanting to differentiate yourself, then yes, um, adding value to what you do, um, both literally and, and figuratively, is something that you need to focus on. So um, I think I've gotten off track to, to what you're Well, you know what I – no, no, it's fine, and I'm, I'm, I'm listening, and, and as I'm listening so much, it just keeps opening up for me, and so I'll, I'll continue on and just share what my thoughts are, Brian, on this. And, sure. And you tell me if this is uh, – you know, we're on the same page. We normally are, which is really quite lovely. Uh-huh. But um, it's nice to check in every now and again. Um, it, it really it – really, when we know – like nowadays, I think, especially because of the uh, whole – um, social media platforms and you know we have websites we have all of you know we have so much that we can be using to be spreading the message um, it's so important for us to clearly know like you said what our strategy is like you know Bunnings Bunnings is just unreal like Bunnings is killing it right and and they're doing that with the lowest price uh, Good Guys is another huge huge department store they do the very very same and so many uh, companies do discount and uh, basically, that's their strategy. So I guess what we need to do is, uh, for each and every one of you listening, is really decide what your strategy is. And if it's discounting and giving the cheapest price, well, you know, we're not against that. We're not saying that's a bad thing. Um, but you know, if we're discounting because we're not getting enough clients, where we feel like we need to do that so that we can you know, um, increase our business, that's when it's not a strategic decision. And that's when I think that discounting um, really uh, goes against what's actually possible. So when you look at all the social media, the opportunity that you have to have all this incredible reach, when you look at what your value proposition is, what is the value that you can add, that you can offer these, uh, you know, these, these women and men that are out there um, looking for, in your location, looking for the um, person to go to for beauty, I mean, that, that really makes you have to really consider every post you put on Facebook. What's the message? You know, what, what more than just the service are you giving these women? You know, how, can they, how can they actually, how will they respond to what it is that you um, that your brand is saying to them, you know what it stands for. I mean, nowadays, you know, you you can't escape that. And uh, so, I think that the value the value that we can offer um, extends far beyond the service. Wouldn't you agree, Brian? Totally, because if we come from the place of um, our service first, that means we're we're thinking about us first. Whereas, you know. Adding value means that you're thinking about the client first and what what's going to affect them, and then designing what we're offering or how we can help them um, in the way that that 
that suits them the best. So, for example, if you think of your client first, so um, if we're saying that our clients, what they really value is is the fact that what we do makes them feel good. Okay, so if 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 that's the case, and what we do makes them feel good, and we want to add value to you know further value to what we do. Well, maybe we can start thinking about, well, what else can we give them that makes them feel good? I mean, you know, if, if you know, maybe there's a, I don't know, and I'm just thinking off the top of my head here, but is there, you know, a, a, a giveaway once a month to, you know, regular clients uh, that goes into a prize drawer that gets them like a, uh, a free facial that you do or, um, you know, for those who haven't done certain, you know, services or products that they... That, that you give them that as a as a complimentary thing every so often because you know why it makes them feel good it adds to what you're already trying to achieve or that you are achieving with them or w- whatever it is if you could think of how um, you're adding value to what they're feeling or to whatever whatever it is that you're asking or sorry trying to do for them then then that's the place that uh, you should be coming from and I think that will have the best impact on your customers and, and the result of your business. Yeah, and I really now, you know, the whole mindset thing just keeps coming back in because, you know, I think that when we're in business, a lot of the time what people think is how can I get, I need, and especially when things are, you know, get a bit tough or we're a little uncomfortable, it's kind of what, how can I get, what can I pull in and what can I take and what can I get from this person? And I think that when we start going into that kind of mindset, when people, uh, business owners, salon owners get into that mindset, it's a very, very destructive mindset. And, uh, you know, there's so much that goes on in relationships between ourselves, our clients, our prospects. And even though we can't see it and physically it doesn't actually even come out in behaviour, we could be like smiling and saying one thing, but, you know, in the unseen we're feeling like we're, we're really... Um, desperate and we we need to bring in more clients that's actually it might not be seen but it's actually felt and uh, it's no way to you know it's, it's it's a dreadful mindset to be in as a human being but it's it's also not not a, an effective mindset when um you're actually wanting to to impact another person um you know you're coming from the wrong place so you know when you feel that that's happening and it can happen because we're human and there are times when you know things might be a bit tight or things might be difficult uh financially you've really got to keep your eye on that because what brian's saying is and i mean we can talk about value all day because you know then we could go into the value with services and like brian said about competitions and giving you know it's, value is just like oh my gosh there's no end to it is there brian but when you when you're really thinking about the mindset of value adding value I think that that is your core. You've really got to look at that. And when you find yourself in the mindset where you think that you're a little bit desperate, you, you sort of, you know, sort of like jump into that uh, that stream of needing and taking, really stop and and reevaluate and uh, realign yourself with you know adding value. Re- realign yourself, and because you know that other mindset is just fear of not having enough. Um, you know, again, being in need. And, and it, you know, so much of what we experience in our life comes from what we're not actually seeing on the surface, but we're feeling it. And when your client starts to feel that or a prospect feels, feels that, it's really uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for us. It's uncomfortable for them. So, you know, what's really, really important is if that does happen, and it will, because as I said, we're human beings, what's really, really key is to just check in and say, okay, well, 
you know, am I actually thinking of adding value to another human being here or am I not? And, uh, and if you're not, then, you know, like really just take charge of your thinking and, uh, and change your mind. It's very simple. You know, it's like we don't think like that, but it's very, very simple. Just change your mind. And, uh, I'll give you a, another example, um, L, because I, was, I, was, I can't remember which city it was, but I, I saw that um, the, the, the rent, um, uh, there was a lot of um, units in this particular city. I think it might have been Brisbane. And there was a story about that and how um, a lot of units aren't being um, tenanted. Uh, so there's a lot of vacant um, uh, properties at the moment, or at least units in, in the inner city of Brisbane, I think it was. And so what some um, landlords are doing, what some uh, um, property owners are doing is to get them tenanted, um, is reducing their rent. Okay, So that's the obvious one. And then they're having to reduce it even more because some people are reducing it as well. And, and there's not enough demand to, to the amount of supply. So that's the equivalent of discounting, right? In order to get customers, you're discounting and then you might have to discount some more because your competitors are discounting and there's no real point of difference, you know, to, at least to the, to the, to the renter's point of view. They're thinking, okay, it's, you know, relatively the same. Uh, but if I can save 20 bucks extra a week or whatever it is, then I might go there. So the equivalent, that's the equivalent of your business discounting because you want it, you want, uh, a customer going, from a you know another competitor to you, whereas there are some uh, landlords who are doing something innovative and they were offering um, um, the same price, so what they thought was the market rent, so they weren't discounting, but they were offering things like I don't know movie tickets and uh, um, um, you know uh, rent-free periods. So even though that's that might be a discount, it was you know it's only for a temporary period. Or they are offering um, 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 furniture with the with the uh, with the property and, and different things like that to entice people because they were value adding. They were giving I more value that. than I what it was that. worth. You know what? I, can I just say, Brian, what I love about that? Sorry for interrupting, but this just comes no, to no, me because the industry suffers from this so badly. The beauty industry so suffers from this. It's what the what you're saying is that these people took a stand and decided rather than um, really causing themselves a problem not only for now but for the future by reducing the you know the, their prices because that's what happens exactly. in the mind of the consumer. What you're saying is that look you know hang about because we will compromise. You know we will go below market value. We will compromise because we're afraid. And we haven't been innovative enough to think of another solution. But, you yep. know, the, the, the beautiful thing and the powerful thing of what they're doing is that they're standing their ground. They're, they're taking a stand. And, and you know what, I would go with, with, with those people a thousand times over because for me, something inside of me, I sort of feel like, wow, like that's meaningful. Like there's, there's a different feeling that I get when someone's giving me more. Um, rather than saying, oh, look, I'll drop my prices. I don't, I don't respect that as much. You know, it's funny, and that's like, personally, that's me. It doesn't mean across the board that, you know, I don't go to Bunnings. I do go to Bunnings, right? <laughs> but what I'm saying is that in, when, I, when I hear that, I just really respect the value add. I think it's fantastic. And I think in our industry, we suffer when people start to drop their prices. When, you know, and of course, people do that because of fear. They do that because they, you know, they don't know how to do it any other way. Um, and, and, you know, I, I understand that. I have absolute empathy for them. But I really 
you know, I really, really do also really respect the, the women and the men in the industry that's, that take a stand and, uh, and decide to value add and to keep our industry standards high and not to compromise, not to negotiate and uh, through, you know, um, because of fear. I think that that's, that's really the takeaway um, from everything that we've said today, really, in a way, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I like it. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. I think we really, um, really arrived at um, something really simple and clean and easy to understand, like really clear. That um, that's really kind of landed in me. I, I really loved that. That was beautiful. Gosh, it took a while to get to it, but we did well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian, don't we just love to? to connect and uh, share time. Thank you so much once again. And, and, and I love all your beautiful stories and everything that you really bring to our audience. It's always just so, so great. Thank you so, so much. Ladies, I, I want to thank you um, and uh, for listening. And uh, Brian, have a fantastic night. Thank you. And uh, you I look too. forward to, to the next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye now, ladies. Bye-bye now.